0: Christmas and New Year's. and Are you back in school now? Have you started school yet? I you hadn't? I Start back Tuesday. Okay. Well, I know that will be an exciting time. And Boys and girls, God has given you a wonderful mind to, to use, to learn, to think, to study, and uh, to read, and most importantly, to be able to read the Bible, which is his word to us. Who's got the bag? I think Chad Barlow has the bag. Is there anything in here? It's mighty light. Let's see what we have. This is not going to be easy, I don't think. All right, Chad, I need some help. The
1: army man.
0: An army man? And what's this?
1: Captain. The captain of the sea.
0: Uh, like a, what is he, like a sailor? Is he, what is he? Um,
1: he's kind of the army that protects the ocean.
0: The army that protects the ocean. Okay, would that be the Navy? Would that be or a Marine, something like that? maybe so an Army man, and then this is a a soldier too in a in a pretty aqua uniform <laughs> i don 't know too many military men that wear aqua, but that 's okay. Um, you know what this reminds me of chad um, is is those men and women that are serving right now in our military in our armed services, those who are in the Middle East, like Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran, and those that are um, serving all over the world to protect us. You know, there's so many people that we call heroes today, and a lot of people look up to heroes in sports, like a football player or a basketball player, but I think my real heroes are those who are a soccer player. Yeah, those two. But my real heroes are those people of faith in the Bible, like we're going to read about today. Men like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and my real heroes are those who serve in the military and in the police department and in the fire department and in other departments like that who risk their lives every day so we can be safe and we can enjoy the kind of lives that we have today. So this is a good reminder, Chad, of of who our heroes ought to be in the new year. Heroes like men in the Army and men in the Navy and Policemen and sheriffs and all those different kinds of people who, who protect us and who do so at the risk of their own lives. So let's thank God right now for those who are serving in our military and in our uh, police force and, and other areas like that and ask God to bless and protect them. Let's pray and you pray after me. Dear God, Dear God. Thank, you thank you for men and women, men and women. who serve us in the Army, and on the police force, and in the Sheriff's Department, and everywhere to keep us safe. Bless and protect them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Chad, do you like playing with these guys? You have a bunch of them you line up and and play together. That's cool. Thank you for, for bringing those and sharing those with us today. Ms. Sabina, it's a girl's turn, isn't it? Okay. Yes. Yingying, yin. Ying, yin, will you take something? Will you take that bag and bring something special back next week? Thank you, boys and girls. If you'd like to go to children's worship, you can go with Miss Sabina. Mm-hmm. Ms. Sabina, Miss Sabina, it's paper.
2: Choices Even though you knew The lines you'd have to cross For me You made them anyway Voices As you knelt there In the garden neath the olive tree You heard me Call your name I cannot pretend To understand it all knew The reason you were there It was all about a man It was all about a cross It was all about the blood That was shed so I would not be lost It was all about a love That was bigger than a life It was all about the freedom given through your sacrifice because you would rather die mine instead. you would rather
1: never live without me. And that's what we're here to do is to remember him today. Please stand as we sing here at your table, Lord. Hymn number 368. Please stand.
0: Let us pray. Our grace Father, Lord, as we come to you on this day, Father, may these gifts that we're about to give to you, Father, may we be reminded that they are yours first and that we've been blessed by what you've given us and allowed us to have. Father, help us to be thankful for what you've given to us and we've received. And Father, as a church, help us to use this in a way that will spread your kingdom and spread your glory to others. All these things we pray in your name. As we uh, preach through the Bible, we're in the book of Daniel this morning, and with the observance of the Lord's Supper. There's so many wonderful stories in the book of Daniel, and uh, part of the opportunity I've had while preaching through the Bible is to is to read through the Old Testament. And uh, it's, it's just such a wonderful encouragement to be reminded how God was working throughout the lives of the Israelite people and how faithful he was despite their faithlessness and uh, just a testimony to his faithfulness to us today. In chapter 3 of Daniel, there's a story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and you're familiar with it. But I had an opportunity today to tie that with the observance of the Lord's Supper as a reminder of God's presence with us always. Daniel 3, verse 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king. You'll recall that King Nebuchadnezzar set up a gold statue and and demanded that everybody bow down and worship it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused. Word was reported to King Nebuchadnezzar. He was outraged. And he demanded that they bow down and worship the golden image. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. The expression of his face was changed. Almost you could see his face turning red as the the temper flared, just going from his neck up to the top of his head. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was wont to be heated. He ordered certain mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their mantles, their tunics, their hats, and their outer garments, and they were cast into the burning, fiery furnace, because the king's order was strict and the furnace very hot. The flame of the fire slew those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. So they just tossed them in. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste, and he said to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered the king, True, O king, he answered, but I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not heard, and the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come forth and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire, and the satraps and prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, imagine they examined them pretty closely. <laughs> they saw the fire had not any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed. Their mantles were not harmed. No smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set at naught the king's command, and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god, Except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Let's pray. Father, as we gather around your tables, let them become reminders, evidence, that you are with us always. Not just in the fire, but especially in the fire. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as I mentioned, Daniel has some wonderful stories in it. Here in Daniel 3, The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. And Daniel 5 is the story of King Belshazzar, who literally sees the handwriting on the wall. If you ever wondered where that phrase came from, the handwriting on the wall, read Daniel 5. It's a story about handwriting that foretells Belshazzar's doom and destruction. And uh, Daniel has to come and interpret it for him. And Daniel 6 is the story of Daniel in the lion's den. And on and on they go. But since we're observing the Lord's Supper this morning, I wanted us today to look at the first one. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to remind us that God is with us, even in the fire. And the Lord's Supper serves as a tangible reminder of that presence. In your worship bulletin, I have basically just a chronological order of the story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before the fire in the fire, and after the fire. What happened in their lives as a result of that? What lessons did they learn because they were willing to stand up rather than bow down and worship those golden idols? Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were young men who had risen to prominence in the world's most powerful nation. They could look forward to great futures for their families, and their nation, and their God, whom they worshipped faithfully. What's so striking about this story is they did not have to die. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all they had to do was bend the knee and worship. It says in in verse 1 of chapter 3, an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits. Do you remember a cubit was the length from your elbow to the tip of your finger? So a cubit's about a foot and a half. Sixty cubits would be about 90 feet high. Six cubits wide would be about nine feet wide. So this golden idol probably would, covered with a, a golden layer, 90 feet by nine feet. They refused to bow down and worship this statue made by Nebuchadnezzar. And if they did that, their nightmare would be over. They could live. They would be restored to their families to positions of power and honor and status. But instead, they chose Unimaginable pain and death when just one word would have meant life for them. But they refused to say that word. They refused to bow down and worship the golden idol. And so they proclaimed to King Nebuchadnezzar one of my favorite verses of faith in the whole Bible, verse 17. First, I say, we have no need to answer you. We're not even going to reply, King Nebuchadnezzar, but if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from this burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. So they weren't sure that he would deliver them. They were sure that he could. And in the face of that unshakable act of devotion and their willingness to face death rather than disobey God, King Nebuchadnezzar goes berserk. Says his countenance changed. The expression of his face changed. You could see him just building with rage that these three men refused to obey his command. He had trusted them. He had elevated them to positions of influence and power, and here they were defying the king. He orders the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual. Now, seven times in the Bible is the perfect amount. It's just their way of saying, heated up a whole lot. heated up higher, hotter than it's ever been before. Crank that furnace up. I looked up in the dictionary, and the furnace they're talking about is kind of a beehive kiln, probably made of, of stone and clay, fed from the top through a perpendicular shaft that goes down to the bottom. And there was a side opening near the bottom that, that items could be taken uh, out and put in. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego show up in their royal robes to remind everyone that they are men of prominence, They are bound with a cord around their feet, I'm sure, and around their hands, and they are cast into the furnace. And the fire is so hot that the mighty men, the strong men who threw them into the furnace, were consumed by the flames. Now I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you are these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They've been faithful to God. They're about to lose their lives for it. They feel the heat of the furnace on the outside. They see the men who carry them to the furnace collapse and die from the flame. They are tossed in and they grit their teeth and close their eyes and they expect the worst. And then they look around. I'm okay, I don't feel anything. I look at my two brothers. I'm okay. Are are you all right? You're all right too? And it dawns on them, they aren't even sweating. No burns, no smoke. The cords that were tying them have been burned off, but not a single hair on their heads has been singed, and they're up and walking around in it. They aren't uh, hovered over in a corner somewhere. They are walking around in the midst of the flames. And here's the best part. Verse 24, King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. And he said to his counselors, did we not cast three? Tell me, remind me exactly, how many men did we throw in? Three. He said, but I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire. And they're not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Who is this fourth guy? Is it Jesus? Is it an angel? Whoever he was, he was sent by God to be with them and and to protect the three from all harm. I believe they probably fell down and worshiped with this fourth being. Think of that. They came to this place that day intending to to withhold their worship from a false god and ended up worshiping the one true God as they never had before in their lives. Worship is like that sometimes. The furnace that looks like the end of life, the the worst possible crisis, turns out to be the very place where you meet God and experience the greatest event in your life. An event that will be retold over and over again. For Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, thousands of years encouraging people of every generation who face suffering or persecution or trial or even death. Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had remained faithful to God and had not bent the knee and bowed down to worship any golden image. So what's the lesson in this for us? I've had two weeks to think about this. Why doesn't God just quench the flames? Why doesn't he just let it rain from heaven so hard that water wells up from the ground and puts the fire out? Why doesn't he show the three men a trap door where they could escape and get away? There were a lot of things God could have done to rescue those three men from the flames that day, but he does none of them. Why not? I think I know. I think it's because if he had, then we would be expecting him to do the same for us, wouldn't we? God doesn't always rescue us from the flames. They had hoped to be delivered from the flames, but instead God delivers them in the flames. And that's the way it is for us. We pray and ask God to deliver us from whatever hardship or trial or crisis that we're facing. God, please deliver me. Please take this away from me. But instead of rescuing us, God comes to be with us. And somehow, it is enough. In fact, I would say any place with Jesus is the safest place of all. So instead of spending our lives trying to avoid the furnace, let's prepare for that furnace now, realizing that it's probably going to come someday. Let's spend these days strengthening our faith so that when the furnace does come, we won't be afraid because we'll have the faith and the assurance that God will be with us in it as he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And here's the added benefit. When we go through the flames and come through it, then we'll have the opportunity, we'll be in the position to encourage others who are going through similar flames and similar trials and similar fires. Because how many heroes of the faith that you look up to Had easy lives. Jesus never promised us lives of ease. He just promised to be with us. And for hundreds and thousands and millions of people over these past thousands of years, He has kept that promise every time. Today is our day. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had their day, and they were faithful. Today is our day. And I don't know what fiery furnace you might be facing. I don't know what it might mean for you. But I just know the one who said, and lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age, will meet you there. And you can count on him. It's a testimony of this meal that has been prepared before us, that God is with us, not just just in the fire, but especially in the fire. The flames may surround you, but they will not consume you because the Lord our God is with us. Always, even to the close of the age. He didn't rescue Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the flames, but he sent someone to be with them in it. And that's what he'll do for us. And this Lord's Supper is a reminder that he's with us today. Shall we bow? Father, as we come now to receive this this precious meal, bought and paid for by the body and blood of our dear Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we come acknowledging our great need, our sin, confessing it before you, and finding cleansing. God, you know, if given a choice, we would choose the easy route of avoiding the fire altogether. But then you really are more interested in building our character than increasing our comfort. So whatever it takes to make us men and women of faith equal to the challenge, That is ahead of us. We're willing to undergo. Because, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we want to be faithful. We want to show up when we're supposed to meet you in the furnace. We want to be there knowing that you'll be with us and that you'll see us through it and that one day we'll have a testimony that will encourage others and be a blessing to them in their time of trial even as others have been for us by their faithfulness and courage by their willingness to worship you and their unwillingness who worship anything else. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He beckons us now to join him around his table because in these elements he has shown his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So let us come and receive these reminders of his grace and love and forgiveness. And let us be aware that his presence is with us always, even into the end of the age. We believe these elements symbolize his body that was broken and blood that was shed And if you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are our brother and sister, and you are welcome here. So let's gather now.